Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi guys, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football. And I'm Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football. And we are here with today's football news. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts. But today we start off, Andrew, with some more good news potentially for Arsenal fans. Yes, um, it looks very much like Arsenal's business for this uh, summer pre-season, well the season starting now, is not finished and uh, they're still sniffing around a play that they've been in for seemingly for the last 18 months, they've been rumoured with Hussein Auer at, at Lyon um, and reportedly, according to Telefoot, that in France they were the ones that broke this news and that's been picked up on by Sky Sports, by Dharma Chef, who picks up on so many stories and claims them as his own, <laughs> but yeah, this originated from Telefoot, um, that Arsenal are looking to offer 36 36- million uh, for the 22-year-old. Uh, attacking midfielder can play on the right or left as well. One of the, the, the well, one of the, the best players in the league earned for the last season, the last 18 months probably. Um, but Leon are holding out for around £54 million. So yeah, there's a little bit of disparity still. So Arsenal are going in with 36 in mind. Leon want 54. Um, now he's like I said, only 22. There's a lot of clubs have been in and around showing interest in him for the last little while. Um, I think he'd be a great fit for Arsenal. Mm. They clearly have got a lot of interest in him. He seems like he's interested in going to Arsenal, but the only problem is that price. And as a result, Arsenal may need to sell before they can fully go in and, and negotiate properly with Leon and, and get towards what Leon are asking for the player. And, and on that side of things, um, Lucas Torreira, Socrates, Sai Kolasinac are uh, three players that are looking to be on their way out of the Emirates to, to raise funds for this deal. Um, Terrera is in talks to go to, to Torino on loan with a view of, well, with a um, obligation to make the, the deal permanent for £22 million at the end of the season. And there's lots of teams here for Socrates and Kalasanach. So if they can get those three out, then they can go in for Hasamara. And I mean, I think it'd be a great sign. And he's been at Leon since he's 11, um, made his debut at the ages of 17 back in February 2017, received his first proper call up to the, the well the senior French national side last month yeah August uh, for the Nations League games that France had unfortunately he had to drop out due to a positive test result but um yeah it would be another great signing for Arsenal I think it, I think I don't know if maybe Leon wanting the 54 million might be a little steep right now in the, the current market we're in mm. but if Arsenal could get some agreement for this I mean they've, they've already signed William on a free transfer They've saying Gabriel at centre-half, who scored in his debut um, this, this past weekend for 24 million from Lille. Pablo Mari's been made permanent for Flam- Flamingo, not Fluminense, Flamingo, yeah. Uh, and also Cedric Soares from, from Southampton has been made 
permanent after being on loan there. So if they can bring in Hasamoa, I think it'd be a great bit of business and hopefully he'd be somebody that could come and ignite some spark at Arsenal, especially after that. I mean, admittedly, they're expected to beat Fulham, but it was a very good performance yeah. to start the Premier League weekend. And it's it, everything seems positive at the moment around the Emirates, which is, I don't know, maybe something that Arsenal fans haven't been used to in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, ominous almost. Mm, I like yeah. my Arsenal seemingly adopting the whole Vindaloo strategy to score one more goal in your opponents. Never mind about defenders. Yes, obviously they've signed a few, but that attacking line is in, insane now. They've got Aubameyang, yeah. you know, you've still got Lacazette. They've got Willian now added to it. If you get this guy along with, you know, Nketiah and, and the, the youth players that we saw brought Backer. last season, Saka. Yeah. Uh, just such an exciting time uh, for Arsenal. I, I'm I'm really happy for someone like Simon Miller, who's had to sit through a lot of crap over the last few years. This would be a great sign. Yeah, if they can get him for around sort of 40 million, um, I think it's worth it. And like you say, they've, they've, they're looking already to sell play, so it's not like they're scrabbling around. Mm. Um, Trying to just get people out of the league, they they don't want to they don't want to leave. I think Mikel Arteta should be praised for for really turning this club around, and they are one to watch this season. I think genuine contenders for sort of top six and a decent cup run, I'd say. But it'd be really interesting to see um, how this plays out over the next few days and weeks. Because as I said um, when we talked about the weekend's fixtures, I thought Arsenal's win was the best one of the weekend purely because you know it wasn't the most sensational. Uh, performance. It wasn't the most, you know, mind-blowing result, but it was a game that the old Arsenal, not the old, old Arsenal, would have traditionally sort of struggled in. And they just, they made it look very easy. And like you say, seeing someone like Willian, who they got on a free transfer, which still blows my mind, uh, showcasing what he can do for that club. Really exciting time to be an Arsenal yeah. fan. Uh, let's move on and talk yet again about Barcelona. God, this club is a sodding shambles at the moment. They've got about I don't know, five players who probably want to play for them to start next season. And as if things couldn't get much worse for Ronald Koeman, he's got Messi there, but really not wanting to be there. He won't be able to sit on the Barcelona bench in an official match as things stand right now. This is reported by uh, sports journalist Helena Condis just yesterday. Uh, last night it was reported. The reason being is that technically, Kike Setien might still officially be Barcelona manager. The necessary paperwork hasn't been done yet. Um, and the reason why that hasn't gone through is an official severance package hasn't been agreed. Um, Setien apparently doesn't agree with it. He wants a, uh, a certain proportion of money that Barcelona clearly aren't willing to give him. It makes things even more confusing and messed up, as I said, uh, at the Camp Nou. And it may mean that Ronald Koeman is not allowed, even though he has been doing in the preseason friendlies, to sit on the bench for their season opener against Villarreal soon. Absolutely insane. Uh, <laughs> I know um, back in the day when I first started watching Wrexham, my beloved Wrexham, which I have to drop in obligatory at least once a day in these videos, um, our, our manager Brian Flynn in the 90s used to always sit up in the stand and have the coaches on, in the dugout. But that was by choice. Yeah, He could have he could have gone to the dugout if he wanted to. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just yet another um, twist in the tail of what is just becoming a farce at Barcelona. Yeah. Barcelona, there we go. Hey. Yes cooking um yeah it's i i don't know what i mean so by by this definition then could kiki sentien just turn up on match day and go right <laughs> I, i'm not a manager but i can sit here just arms back in the dugout um i, I don't know do a jacob reese mark lying across the dugout oh, God. um i know it's 
It's uh, I don't, I don't know. Lionel's so good to still have you at the club. Pop the gloves on. You're in net today. Yeah, exactly. It's like well. So, and then you can think like, well, where can Kuman go? Can he do a, a Bielsa and sit on a bucket in front of a dugout, maybe? <laughs> um, does he have to sit in the stands? Can uh, so many questions. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's in the, I think it's this weekend that La Liga kicks off, actually. Possibly. It's, it's, it's certainly later on this month. Yeah. yeah it's um, in my head. I had like the round up the 20th and I'm just looking at the date thinking, holy sh... Yeah, is it this weekend that this is still rattling on and they've still got all these issues with the squad and the players that the manager doesn't want there um, and the players that don't want to be there, i.e. Lionel Messi. And there's the saga with Luis Suarez where he's seemingly digging his heels in, biting down, as it were, to say that he's not going unless he gets a load of money to go. Um, but, I mean, this is this is the situation that these clubs get themselves in because mm. their contracts, they're, they're legally binding contracts that you agree to. And then if you sack somebody, and part of that is that, well, because you've sacked him, you owe him this money. And then you're going, actually, no, I don't want to pay that. Doesn't really work like that. No. And likewise with Suarez, you can't just say, right, Louis, off you pop, and expect him just to walk away from the guarantee money he's got there as a deal. Um, it's, it's a little bit like, I, I mean, we saw with Gareth Bale at Real Madrid. Uh, we saw with Alexis Sanchez at Manchester United, where you have you offer these big contracts, you tie these players down mm-hmm. for so long, and then you all of a sudden you don't want them there and you want to get rid of them. And it's like, it's not that easy. You've, you've guaranteed them this money. You've offered these deals. Uh, and in this case, it's the manager, it's Kiki, well, the ex-manager, Kiki Setien. Mm. And if you're Ronald Koeman, you're just thinking, all I want to do is bring some Dutch players in and play football. I, 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 now I can't even sit in my own dugout. Uh, and they're still trying to get this Memphis Depay deal over the line. And Gini Wijnaldum, you've got Messi yeah. there, but not there. Um, they're and they're not, the, they're, they're not the only Spanish club in a complete mess right now, but we'll get to that in due yes. course. Well, Jesus, yeah. Uh, but before we get to that, we'll just take a, a little pit stop over in Ligue 1 uh, in France. Uh, myself and, and Adam Nicholas earlier this week reported about the well, the the scenes at Paris Saint-Germain and Marseille over the weekend, which uh, the game ended 1-0 to Marseille, but the bigger talking point was the five red cards in, in injury time. Um, three for Paris Saint-Germain and two for Marseille. And uh, the claims of racism by Neymar, um, Alvaro Gonzalez being a complete... Uh, it, it might be believing Let's just say git. Yes, git. It's it's something that's a house. That's all we're saying. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, the 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 fallout of that now that the the French government body have um, have labelled well thrown out a whole load of bans to the five players who were sent off in those closing moments. Uh, Dario Benedetto from Marseille has gotten off the lightest. He uh, has had a one game ban. Neymar and Leandro Paredes for Paris Saint Germain have had two game bans. Jordan Amavi for Marseille has had a three game ban. Alive in Kazawa, who booted Jordan Amavi, has had a six-game ban. Um, but not not just that, that isn't even it. Uh, because Angel Di Maria may also, well, he, he is in trouble. It's just a matter of how much in trouble because he's been ordered to attend a disciplinary commission meeting on September the 23rd. Um, over claims that he spat at Alvaro Gonzalez. Alvaro Gonzalez, the, the Marseille centre-half, who um, has been, is alleged to have made the, the racist comments at Neymar. And there's video that seems to suggest Di Maria may have spat in his direction. This is a Di Maria who only a week prior had tested positive. Um, yeah, um, and then there's even more to this because as well as the claims of racism by Neymar against Alvaro Gonzalez, which if you, we're not going to repeat it here, but if you go on social media, you can find exactly what has been alleged has been said to Neymar. And if true, it is absolutely horrendous and they need to throw the book at Alvaro Gonzalez, if indeed this is true. Um, but on the flip side of that now, Spanish TV have picked up 
alleged again of, of Neymar using homophobic language towards Alvaro Gonzalez, which again, if true, is despicable and there's no place for that. It's, yeah, it's, um, we've already seen with the six, well, the, the five suspensions and Di Maria being now uh, called to a, a disciplinary meeting that th there's a lot gone on here already. And it looks like there's still more to come from this with obviously the, they've got to take these allegations of racism and, mm. and the, the homophobia seriously. And it remains to be seen what, what the, the full fallout of this is. Yeah, catastrophic start to the season, this. Um, no place, as you said, for, for any of these comments. Uh, racial, homophobic. It's, it's 2020, guys. It shouldn't be happening in the sport. Look, it, it's always fun to sort of see games where it's just carnage at the end and five red cards. But I think the whole catalyst for this and the fallout of it, it's a real black eye for the sport. And... Just, it's it's horrific and they need to, as you uh, sort of said there, Andrew, they need to be punished to the fullest extent because it shouldn't exist. It should not exist in the sport nowadays. And yet it is something that persists and it needs to be stamped out. We've been saying this for years, but yeah, maybe if this can be the catalyst for change, I don't see it being, to be perfectly honest. No. I don't want to sound too defeatist, but... Yeah, outrageous uh, if any of these allegations I, are I true think, and just not something we want to see. No, and with the the racism allegations from Neymar, there's a clip from, I believe it's the 36 or 37 minute of the game where he's saying to the referee, look, I've just been racially abused and he's pointing at um, it looks like Alvaro Gonzalez at the centre-back from Marseille and, and he's so this is after nearly oh just over half an hour of the game you've got a player going to the referee uh, and making the, this allegation that he's been racially abused and from Neymar's point of view it seems like he, he feels that's gone on for the rest of the game and he's reached the boiling point and then he's lashed yeah. out of the player he's alleged to have retaliated by using homophobic races which doesn't make it correct it's just it's a whole um, horrible situation really and, and, and not to assume anything, but I think it's fair to say Neymar has somewhat of a repu repu reputation when it comes to, you know, drawing fouls or getting bookings. Or But this is completely separate yeah. to all that. So I would hope that referee didn't think, oh, he's just trying to gain an edge on his yeah. opponent. These uh, accusations and allegations should always be taken 100% seriously until until they are proven to be false, in my opinion. It shouldn't shouldn't yeah. be happening. Uh, but let's quickly return to La Liga, well, not La Liga, but Spanish football, uh, and talk about Malaga, because uh, well, the club is in a real state at the moment. And it's come out that the owner, Sheikh Abdullah Al-Thani, Thani, I'd assume, um, they owe the club uh, a total of 8.5 million euros, money that has allegedly been embezzled from the club. This reported uh, by Marsa. Uh, the family owe the club a total of 7.3 million euros in loans and credit lines. They've just had an, uh, an uh, a 1.2 million euro addition to that as a result of more uh, of this developing after the report came out in March of this year. I mean, it's outrageous that anyone could still do this to a football club in, in, in 2020, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, at the moment, the talk is with a lot of teams, there's a lot of financial concerns because of the, the climate of, of the world in 2020. A lot of teams are losing out on revenue streams, whether that's, that's losing out on matchday experiences or whether that's losing out on tours or selling merchandise at games. Um, there's a lot of money being lost in that regard, but this is nothing to do with that. This no. is going back before that. Um, and it's, yeah, for, you've got to look at the 
the people running Spanish football and you're thinking there's got to be legislation in place to stop things like this happening um you'd like to think i'm not sure on the ins and outs of that but you'd like to think there's an equivalent of like the the kind of fit and proper person's test or the the, the financial the mm. deep dives that they do on how clubs are run um but even when those sort of things are in place we've seen over here in the uk of of even you can pass over tests you can prove that financially you're solvent you can prove that you're running smoothly and there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that people don't know and it's yeah it's it's awful news for malaga and you're just thinking well what is next for this club yeah, absolutely. Really thoughts go out to, to Malaga fans right now. And I don't want to sound like my dad, but I just see these sort of stories and think, oh God, the game's gone, hasn't it? Like gone are the yeah. days where these football clubs are self-sufficient entities. They are now businesses that, yeah. you know, outrageous amounts of money uh, go in between. And the fact that someone can come in and just borrow against a club, my mind is obviously cast back to when the Glazers took over Manchester United, for example, for example, a very different uh, state of affairs, obviously. But it's it's madness. And, you know, again, you've got to hope that issues like this make governing bodies realise that there need to be tighter restrictions because otherwise this could happen to, to any football club. I mean, yeah. I know as a Chesterfield fan what it's like to have someone come in and nearly destroy your football club through borrowing money or just taking money straight out of the football club. It's the last thing any football fan would want to experience and it needs to be stopped. Uh, let us know your thoughts on that and all of today's stories in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe and subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts we're out and about. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and continue the conversation there at What Culture FC. Watch there, follow both of us. Andrew, where people can get you on Twitter? Yeah, you can get me at Cultured Left Peg. And you can find me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC, as I said. But this has been today's football news. And thanks to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program 
for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.